0: Awesome. Well we like to say when the kids when the kids are dismissed, uh the place is packed and when they when they're gone it's about half half full. So when the place is half full <laughs> to start with and the kids go then we're really uh it's, it's just between Sunday and, and uh, Christmas and New Year. So that's one of, the, one of the things about this time of year. And I'd actually had Wade planned to share uh, earlier in the fall, but we were doing some speaker juggling, actually. So that's kind of what happened. You were, you were slated earlier. I didn't deliberately put you on this Sunday. But I thought it would be good if Marcus could just come and just give us a quick uh, greeting. Uh, Marcus, of course, is my son-in-law and was pastor here for a number of years with me. And uh, came back to Canada a year ago and suffered that horrific accident that we've all been praying for. And he's been doing well. He shared in in uh, in uh, a Labor Day weekend a little bit of an update. But it's good to have you back. And uh, Kim, do you want to just yell and get the party animals back in here (laughs) real fast? Tell them Marcus is sharing. They don't want to miss that. No way. No way. That's right. That's All right.
1: Marcus. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here again. Uh, It's after spending so many years in Europe, it's great to be in Vancouver twice within a few months. And it's been lovely to be here and celebrate with Gordy and Kathleen and Chris. Here in Vancouver it's uh I love the city it's beautiful the beaches and Lynn Valley and on and on I could go but it's a highlight for us to be here and worship with you it's wonderful to see old friends good friends and just celebrate and worship with you um, over the last year my body's not the only thing that's Um, improved. Another uh, issue, another area of my life that's improved is my devotional life. Um, Maybe that has something to do with my foot. I don't know. But I've been um, having daily quality time with the Lord. I don't know how you're doing with the quality time with the Lord. And um, I've been reading through the Psalms. And um, one Psalm that, that I think really speaks to me and and I feel like it, it's just such a great word for the next year to come, for 2014, is in Psalm 73, uh, verse 28. It says there, but as for me, it is good to be near God. I, I've seen that in my own life that when I'm near God and I draw near to God, um, it is good for me. It doesn't matter how I'm doing physically or, or professionally or or relationally if i'm near god that is good for me and ultimately i am doing well if i'm near god so i very much i pray for you i i hope for all of us that we can be near to god in 2014 that you would just be drawn to god and drawn near to god and that he would draw near to you so i just i bless you uh, with that and i I hope that you would have a 2014 that is near to God.
0: Thank you, Marcus. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's just been such an incredible family time together. And it's, it's, it's one of those 24-7 times that you just go and grandparents lose 20 pounds, uh, in spite of all that turkey. But uh, so, so having the uh, grandkids here is very good for our health. Yeah, very good. So Wade's going to share, uh, you know, I've, I've watched Wade's, Wade's life and, and where God's taken them through the last few years. And a lot of, a lot of it, you know, was about Thailand and, and preparing to go there. And it just seems, my observation externally is that it's, God's done a bit of an end run on him. And, and this whole Cambodia thing is just really really uh, done a number on him and 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 on us as he's shared Uh, I believe that you'll be very touched and and moved by the Spirit of God as he shares so I believe the Lord wants to speak to us through this as well as obviously make us aware of what's going on and and expand our understanding and hearts on the issues so let's pray for that and um, let him let him to it so God thank you for our brother thank you for our friend for his passion for his, his discipleship, Lord, that that he is a leader, but he's a follower. He knows how to follow you and to live his life out in obedience to you. And for the way that he's lived that, modeled that, taught that, we bless you. And so, Lord, we pray that he would just be at home in the living room with his family today as he just shares his heart, what's, what's touched him at the deepest parts of his being, Lord, that, that your spirit is working where deep calls to deep. And would you just uh, give him utterance to just open his lips and mouth to speak. Bless uh, his family today, Lord. Some of them are ailing and not well today. Touch uh, Sophie, or uh, Eleanor and Pax, God, and Joanna, who's, who's home with them. Lord, just bless his whole family. Thank you for the rich time they've had together, God, as Sophia has testified. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Well, friends, I uh, I truly appreciate this opportunity um, to share today. It's always fun when Gordy hands me the mic. Uh, I I always feel a tremendous responsibility that I don't speak any heresy, and quite frankly, it scares the crap out of me in a good way, Uh, because I could stand up here and say anything. And you guys are nice; you're like, oh, that's great, Wade. Yeah, no, but uh, to our guests, welcome. Uh, For those of you who don't know me, uh, obviously my name is Wade. Um, To give you a little background. I uh, work with Youth With A Mission, Vancouver, and have ever since I came out of high school. Um, I didn't grow up thinking I'd be a missionary, but here I am. Uh, My wife, Joanna, of course, as our family knows, is the uh, assistant pastor uh, here with Gordy. She's in that lineage of Marcus and many assistant pastors. She is the only one who's been female and not a regent grad, though, um, which is, you know, why the church looks so pretty and things like that so thank you for your support of joanna in her role as assistant pastor Um, as a lot of you know and some of you probably don't uh, part of my role in youth with mission vancouver um, joanna and i do a lot of teaching Uh, we do discipleship mainly of our younger staff Um, i used to well i used to do almost everything and served on the leadership team luckily it took me many years to work myself out of that job and now Uh, My focus on the long-term vision and goal is to move the family to Northern Thailand um, To start a uh, social enterprise there um, To make handmade natural soap that you saw when you were um, walking in Uh, And as Gordy mentioned, I'm not going to talk about Thailand um, today I'm going to talk about Cambodia The long-term goal is still to get to Thailand I don't know when that's going to happen But I believe that God calls us He puts us in places and then it's just our job to listen and to serve Um, And that showing up is like 90% of it. And so for this season of our lives, we felt that we were supposed to serve here, uh, which is why Joanna took the assistant pastor um, job. And um, we're getting to Thailand someday. I'm not going to tell you when. Um, But what has happened in this season um, is actually it happened quite a few years ago in 2005 after my father passed away. Uh, I went through a very, very difficult year. Uh, not typical grieving, but it was, it was really challenging. And about halfway through, I got a phone call from my friend, um, Phil, old YWAM friend that I've known forever, and we love um, working together, hanging out. We've had an opportunity to partner on a bunch of projects. Um, and so he called me up, and once again, I was, I'd taken a sabbatical from YWAM, I was not in good shape if any of you actually remember me at that time I was not uh, functioning at 100% um, Yahweh Wade power and so Phil calls me up and he says okay Wade I need a favor to ask you I'm going to Cambodia I'm taking a team of 31st generation Korean American students they're all Berkeley college grads and I need another leader to come with me and I want you And you better say yes, because I just bought your ticket. (laughs) To which I said, uh, what I actually said was, Phil, I'd love to go with you, but I really don't know if I can. I'm actually scared that I'm broken. I was actually worried that in helping him lead this outreach to Asia, of which I've done a lot of and I'm good at, that I'd be um, a liability As opposed to an asset to him he told me to shut up and to get on the plane and of course he was right I was wrong and um, the first time I got to Cambodia my heart was shattered and I don't know if you know much about um, the history of Cambodia Um, the very recent one is one of incredible tragedy Uh, fire up the YouTubes um, tell yourself something about Pol Pot but of course Cambodia experienced um, um, Pol Pot was the dictator of Cambodia who was the leader of the Khmer Rouge who came into power about 1976. He, uh, as a student in Paris, uh, was a believer in radical Marxism and he decided that Cambodia's future um, laid in the fact that he wanted to turn it into an agrarian farmer Marxist society. So, in order to do that, he abolished um, All business, like everyone in Cambodia, was forced to become a peasant farmer. And that's how they were going to get their perfect Marxist society. So that meant he did away with money, all land ownership, all business, all commerce, all forms of government other than his own. The cities were evacuated. um, And anyone who was an enemy of the state was promptly executed in a period of three years, he executed a third of the population at the time. Um, Usually by standing them, because bullets are expensive, usually by standing them in front of an open ditch and clubbing them on the back of the skull with a hoe. Uh, And today, Cambodia is still reeling from the legacy and the tragedy left by the Khmer Rouge and Pol Pot. So, obviously, when you're talking about genocide, it's never a happy topic. And we can think of other um, genocides, um, like the Holocaust and Rwanda, and the the unique thing about Cambodia, now, once again, genocide equals bad. The thing about Cambodia is that, to my knowledge, it's the first time in history that this has happened within a country and within its own people group, right? Like Holocaust, very bad, right? But you still sort of go, right? You have the Germans and you have the Jews. Rwanda, not cool. Hutus, Tutsis, right? The unique thing about Cambodia was this betrayal of one another, that it was Cambodians against Cambodians, and it has still to this day fractured that society. So the first time you go to Cambodia, you're just amazed at. The pain and the tragedy of how messed up this country is but as you go back a couple of times You start seeing hope and you start seeing life and you start seeing how God is moving So uh, what I don't want to convey today is a whole bunch of tragedy Although it's obvious that it's there. I want to communicate the hope of what I've seen as I've gone back to Cambodia every year now six times. So also, today's um, sharing is going to be brought to you, it's sort of like, you know, uh, towards the end of the year, all your favorite television shows, the writers get lazy, and they start writing clip shows, right? And they just show a whole bunch of clips, and they put them together, right? So really, this sharing time is going to be a Wade's YouTube clip show. So uh, we're going to spend a lot of time, I could tell you about Cambodia, or I could show you, Um, Some really amazing things. So let's pray that all the technology works. Oh, I know what happened. Wait. All right. So first of all, I want to say a big thank you um, to everyone who bought soap Uh, Those of you who are following me on Facebook know that I was doing a fundraiser um, for Sophia and Eleanor's homeschool program and to build this school in Cambodia. And here's the good news. We raised $500. Woo! So that's um, super cool. And what you're looking at there is the actual school in Berea Kela in a relocated village in Cambodia. A matter of fact, it's done almost done. It doesn't look like that anymore. I'll show you a picture in a little bit, but I want to say a big thank you to all of you um, who helped support that. So I want to tell you a little story about um, Bria Kayla. Now, please work. Can you just click that for me, Mark? Like, actually click. Yeah, there you go. Like, if you put the cursor. Okay, other way. Uh. this community that was uh, a slum community that was settled in 1992 here in um, a part of uh, Phnom Penh, the capital city of Cambodia. Uh, And so there were uh, a lot of people living in this ramshackle slum. Um, that number, um, seven, um, 1,776 families. So in June 2003, of course, there's this construction company that wants the land. So they talk to the prime minister. The prime minister says that you can have it, and in exchange, this company is going to build... 10 apartment building complexes and each family who lives in this slum is going to get an apartment. Sounds good, right? So the problem is, is that, well, quite frankly, by 2010, the construction company, they built eight of these apartments and said, "Ah, that's good enough. Uh, You know, we're not going to build another two. Uh, And so there's about 300 families who have who are legally have been told that they're going to be relocated and given an apartment and that this company, Fan Imex, has decided that they're just not going to do that. So this is what happens January 3rd of 2012. Please, YouTube stream better. Here we go. i And then they just knock it down. All right. So then, those families are loaded up into trucks, and they're driven an hour outside of the city, and they're dumped in a field, and they're given a blue tarp and a bag of rice. That happened January 3rd of 2012. This next video, you're going to see me, was taken six months later, when I went and I actually got to see... for the audio is a community of tarps and corrugated tin shacks of hundred and thirty families and they used to live in a slum in Phnom Penh uh, but their land was far too valuable uh, so at 6 o'clock in the morning, um, they got forcibly evicted and all their uh, all their homes with all their official documents and all their papers got bulldozed and they got put in trucks and driven out here under the middle of nowhere. The problem being is, first of all, it's blazing hot and uh, they're living in corrugated tin shacks and tarps um, and there's nowhere out here to have a job. Like, we're, there's no shops, there's no hospital, there's no school uh, and so we're... Our friend, uh, we're here with Brett and uh, Kevin, who are working in these communities long term. Moved in, um, we're trying to do justice. And uh, what's about to happen is I'm about to pull out a bag of animal balloons and some air pump, and. my money is it in that five minutes, we're going to see about, oh, a million kids. Yeah, and then uh, I made balloon animals this, uh, tiny little corrugated for tin about shack an, an hour, uh, and, so and we had about 500 uh, kids show up. And so the great thing about making balloon, balloon animals when you're in a place in Cambodia is kids. I only make balloon hats, and when I put a balloon that? hat on a kid, I pray for them. That? And so I bless them, that. and it completely me this So uh, we're going to move forward uh, we're at here. we a refugee
3: Here's community Phil just outside of walk around in the village.
2: And uh, us the, the people conditions uh,
3: here were forced out of their land in the city by the government because they sold their land to another company that wanted to build. And so that company moved all these people out uh, 30 minutes outside of town so that they could build on property that was legally theirs. And now everyone in this area are squatting, they have nowhere to go and the government's trying to evict them from here as well unless they pay for land. The problem is there's nothing here to live the for. There's no the markets, there's no purchased. water, there's no business, no schools, no hospitals and no work so I'm just going to take a little walk through
2: Welcome to the Berea Kayla Relocation Village.
3: So, these are all the people's houses where they live, how they live, where they sleep.
2: Okay, let's move forward. Thirteen months. Jumping forward from that video. This is me in Cambodia this year of August 2014. Thirteen, 2013. Um, Wow. Welcome to the uh, Berea Kayla relocation village. So, just... Wait for it, it'll be worth it. A little more than one year ago, I was standing in a field over there, and I'll take you and show you, and I took video pointing towards this place right here. These people were illegally evicted um, from their slum in the center of Phnom Penh. Uh, put in a truck and dumped out here with um, nothing really more than a blue tarp. Um, And so they uh, came here uh, without their belongings, without their papers. And uh, that's when I came here last year. Since then, uh, with Steps of Justice, Church on the Way, uh, and a whole bunch of other churches and a whole bunch of other people, uh, we've raised money, bought land, uh, and in one year... There's been 90 homes built. Uh, A home um, costs $675 US, and it looks a little something like that. Welcome to Berea, Kayla. And all those over there. Uh, You'll notice that tiny little solar panel up there on top. That goes to a solar light. You'll notice in the back there's a... uh, there's a corrugated um, outhouse there. You'll see those. Do you see the toilets there? Um, so every family uh, has a house up on stilts. You'll see the solar panels. You'll see the toilets. Um, this place has changed in only one year. Uh, and the Rock Foundation is doing such awesome work here. Uh, uh, Pastor Tivon. Uh, and Dom are with us. Uh, we are doing church planting. Uh, the goal is to build a community center. And justice has come here. To Borderia And this is what it looks like. There's our friends. There's Pastor T. Vaughan. Say hi. There's Pastor T. Vaughan. Wow. Um. Um, behind my rock star sunglasses, I'm actually starting to mess up. It's really humbling, um, to be here, and, uh, I feel honored that Just Soap gets to be a part of this. Thank you. So, I just heard from my buddy Brett, and they still need to build, um, nine more homes, um, for the families, um. Almost everyone has a home now. Um, The United Nations heard what Brett was doing, and they found him, and the UN paid for all those toilets. Um, And he was able to hire the villagers to pour all the cement rings, Um, and uh, awesome things are happening. But um, still need a school as we're talking about these kids. So these kids... Oh my goodness. Most of these kids have never gone to school because, first of all, they grew up in a slum in Phnom Penh, and then you saw what happened to their homes. Um, and so now they're out here. But here's yet more good news. Okay, so, friends, um, as I said, here we are at the Borea um Relocation Village, and I'd like to introduce you to my friend, Pastor Tivon. Here's Pastor Tivon. So, Pastor Tivon, I was asking you first. Yeah, Tivon's like Tival, 25. Um, so here's the village. He I was like asking you about this land uh, behind us. And this land, uh, the vision for this land is to do what?
4: And the main point uh, for the vision with this land is building the school for the kids. And also like the center meeting in the church. Yeah. Like everyone can come to have a meeting or... Like standing, like a church here, and especially the, all the kids in the village, they don't have school to study so they need to be have education. Right. And so we plan to be at a school for them. Excellent. So we can hire the teacher to come and teach in the school.
2: And you were saying that in your church you have young people who are going to school to be a teacher, and they've almost graduated.
4: Yes, we have uh, young people that are going to school. And two of them are graduating. And now they are working with the government school. And uh, three of them are studying, but they are almost done. So,
2: So, but the problem is, obviously, you need to hire a teacher, and it costs money to hire teachers. So, to hire a teacher costs how much money a month? Uh, For For one teacher, teacher? Yeah.
4: Uh, it's the, it's uh, like the normal, like uh, the, how to say, it? it's the salary. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the simple salary yeah. is hundred dollars. A hundred
2: dollars uh, US, yeah, U.S. a month. Yes. And you were telling me that for this village, for these children, yes. we'd need five teachers. Yeah,
4: we need five teachers and we need to spend for gasoline and right. food for lunch. For right. The it's like one hour and thirty minutes if the tra- uh, if the traffic is okay. It's good, and if hard for traffic, will be two hours to
2: come. Here. Yeah, it's it's far away. Yeah. So we need five teachers, yes. which would be five hundred dollars U.S. Yes. a month, yes. and for the teachers to travel from the city, they'd need a small car. Yes. And you were telling me that a small car costs how much?
4: Yeah, it's maybe around. Uh, Three thousand or four thousand
2: dollars. would be good, uh, and then gasoline. No, no. On top of that, and gasoline costs about the same as it costs in Canada. It costs like about a dollar and a half a liter. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's a, a little bit lower than
4: this, like, but it's almost a half
2: and a Right, and then pay lunch for teachers also. Yes. Lunch costs how much?
4: Uh, lunch.
2: So $3,000 for a car, $500 a month for teacher salary, and then gas and $10 a day for lunch. And there could be a school here. Awesome. And you were telling me also about we see the water tank there. You say that also there needs to be some more wells for the village so they can have clean water?
4: Yes, because now we have uh, we have four wells, but there are two wells cannot
2: use. Yeah. Water, so just two wells. So there's two bad wells and two good wells. Yes. So how many more wells would be needed for this village? I think three more wells. Right, three more. And you were telling me that approximately, not sure, but it will cost how much money to dig?
4: Uh,
2: around $180. Plus right. $200. Around $200. $200. All right. Well, thank you so much, Pastor T. Vaughn. There you go. That's the vision. Thank you. Akun. All right. You ready for this? Here's the good news. I'd like to introduce you to my buddy, Brett. He's um, the director of Rock Foundation Cambodia. Met him in Cambodia um, two years ago. Um, And this next video that you're going to see is a thank you video that he did for his church in Houston, Texas. Uh, When Phil and I first met Brett, we were introduced by a mutual friend. Brett is. Brett was grew up in Louisiana, and he likes dirt biking and Stevie Ray Vaughan. And he joined YWAM, went to YWAM Los Angeles, did his training school, went to Cambodia, and said, "I'm going to spend the rest of my life here." And he went home, sold basically everything that he had except for his favorite Fender Stratocaster, and he moved to Cambodia, and he's like, I'm here, where can I start serving? And much like how I just said, I believe that God uses people who are just willing to show up, and Brett just decided to show up, and we just decided to keep going back to Cambodia and keep showing up, and uh, Brett, of course, met a beautiful Cambodian woman while he was there, got married. He's fluent in Khmer. Um, And now, this is what has happened.
5: During Advent, we're all wondering what it is that we can do. Today, I wanna invite you to be a part of bringing justice to people that are dearly loved in Phnom Penh, Cambodia.
6: Hi, welcome to Cambodia, I'm Brett Medlin. Today we're going to visit an eviction site where several hundred families were forcibly and violently evicted from their homes in January of 2012.
4: amongstämän elternet, todos la nice to what a tough country Before he changes my life though. shown and to get And our exs. Thatiamo.Pourի Shil communicate. Sehr. Mol DC Your am It chat. I think for QA not working. Forclock time. And we to
6: We're 40 kilometers outside of Phnom Penh right now, in the Borikela Relocation Village, where 140 families were relocated last year after they were violently evicted from their homes in Phnom Penh. So the first time that I, I came to this village, a little more than a year ago.
2: That's the um, school. We
6: had more than 100 families sleeping under plastic tarps, um, no electricity, no running water, no toilets. We had a couple hundred people Using the forest around the village and the and the fields as as their toilet. One of the difficult things about this village is that they're forced 40 kilometers, which is 25 miles, outside of town, where they used to live. There's not much infrastructure out here. It's very hard for them to find jobs. Clean water in Cambodia is a major problem in remote areas. When you get away from the city and into more remote areas, you find many people drinking uh, stagnant water from a nearby pond that can be contaminated with surface runoffs. In November of 2013, Ecclesia Church in Houston, Texas, purchased a water well drilling rig and a one-and-a-half-ton pickup truck for rock foundation to use, digging wells in remote villages for extremely poor families. You know, I love the work that I do, I love the, the communities that I'm able to serve. You know, I, I love that I'm able to do God's work and, and to bring hope to people. So Thank you Ecclesia, for providing a water well drilling rig for us and also a truck to transport the rig. It's going to be a huge life changer in Cambodia.
5: Ekklesia, our gifts as we support one of our own, Brett Medlin, are not only bringing clean water to brothers and sisters in Cambodia, but we're seeing the living water of Jesus Christ manifest. Young and old are being baptized. We have the opportunity to serve those brothers and sisters by providing clean water in the name of Jesus and supporting our own brother Brett in his calling to be the hands and feet of Jesus in Cambodia.
2: So there's the school. Actually, um, there's, there's stairs on it now. So that way there's not like a three-meter drop from like the front door. So that's the school. And uh was just on Facebook a couple days ago with Brett, and they've signed up 42 kids for school from the village. Uh, and they hope to start class. They hope to start next month. Um, they've already hired a teacher and they've had a donor offer to pay the $100 a month to pay for her $100 a month. Seriously, that's all it takes. So they had a donor to cover the first year salary. Um, they have received $4,000 towards finishing the building. What still needs to happen is the bottom there, they want to pour a cement slab and brick in the walls, and they want to turn that um, into a a job skills training center. So as you can see here, they've been donated nine computers for that. They want to buy a bunch of sewing machines, and it looks like I actually might be going back to Cambodia in April of this 20, it's still 2013, April 2014, to see if um, we can start making soap there. so, that's so, so cool. Uh, flooding. So then the question is, then why would you want to pour cement slab and put a job skills training center there as Steve, I don't know. <laughs> I don't live in Bria-Kayla. I'm sure they've got it figured out. So they still need um, uh, 2,000 to finish the lower training center. They want to do that. Um, and they need school supplies desks, whiteboards all that sort of thing, to have school there. Um, but did you guys... So so let's review. In the period of one year, you saw the pictures, right? You saw the conditions that they were living in. In the period of one year, 90 homes were built. Each home has a sanitary toilet. They have one solar light. Um, did you notice... Um, In the first video, when Phil was walking around, you're looking at a barren field. Did you notice in the second video that everyone's planting gardens? Justice has come to Bria Kayla, and I feel so humbled and honored that I get to be part of this story, that you're part of this story. Thank you. Thank you so much. So obviously, as we're talking about Bria Kayla, first thing that we could do is what I'm asking you guys to do is to pray. You've seen the story. You've seen the YouTube video. Now is the time because I'm holding the microphone and I get to say whatever I want. You have my permission to pull out your amazing computer that you carry in your pocket. No, seriously, I'm not joking. Do it. Do it right now. And you all have an alarm clock. No matter what phone you have, you have an alarm clock. I would like you to set it for 115. And at 115, I would like you to pray for justice. I would like you to pray for Berea Kayla. Isaiah 1, 16 and 17 says, Wash yourselves and be clean. Get your sins out of my sight. Give up your evil ways. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Help the oppressed. Defend the cause of orphans and fight for the rights of the of widows. This was the only verse in the Bible that I could find that said justice and washing. Get it? The soap together. Right? So I'd like you to set your phones at 115 or if you can set your phone for 116 or 117 and pray for justice. Pray for justice around the world. Pray for Bria Kayla. And you know what? You don't need to travel to Cambodia to start talking about poor people who have been violently evicted whose land is worth too much money quite frankly, that happens, oh, a couple blocks that way, right? So while you're praying for justice, pray for Vancouver. Pray for Cambodia. Pray for Chili Wagon. Pray for Afghanistan. Just pray for justice, okay? Set it on your phone. My phone goes off every day at 1:15 to pray for justice. Now, if you're techno-savvy, you may want to say yourself a custom ringtone while that goes off. I suggest uh, Metallica and Justice for All. So that's my... But you can choose whatever you want. All right. So then, the next thing that I'd like you to do is check out the Rock Foundation, okay? Uh, rockfoundationcambodia.com. It's pretty simple. If you can't remember that, just Google Rock Foundation Cambodia. It will take you there. Check out what uh, Brett and his wife, Satan, are doing. This isn't the only community that they're working on. They're working at a squatter um, community by a garbage dump. There's another village, same thing, been violently evicted. It's called the Flooded Village because their village is literally flooded all the time. Um, They have a mango farm. Um, They're doing church planting. You saw Pastor T. Vaughn there baptizing. They're doing so many awesome things. So check out what they're doing. Um, um, you can donate online to Rock Foundation. You can also buy some soap today. That'd be awesome. Uh, so I mentioned uh, the fundraiser that I was doing um, over Christmas. So I'm selling the four packs of soap for $21. Um, I was doing a joint fundraiser between the Girls Homeschool Program and the Borea Kala School. So the the of the $21, seven bucks was going to Cambodia, you know what? The school has enough freaking money, right? So if you buy, if you buy those gift packs today, $14 of that $21, I'm going to send to Brett and to the Rock Foundation. And also, so I'm not going to keep that promotion going on for too long, but every, like all throughout the year, 365 days uh, on my SOAP website, justsoap.org, which I believe I'm going to mention soon, I give 10% straight off the top to Rock Foundation Cambodia, so you can do that. Um, Want to come to Cambodia with me? Yeah, I'm seriously not joking. Right there, that's when I'm going. Come join me. It's going to cost you $875, not including your airfare which is actually a, a rather surprisingly cheap outreach. Of course, your plane tickets are ridiculously expensive. The thing that I really love about our Steps of Justice outreaches um, to Cambodia is we, we like to give a smorgasbord overview of what opportunities are. Um, and by, by that, what I mean is we, we meet uh, and partner with organizations that you've heard of before, like International Justice Mission, Perhaps you've heard of an organization called um, World Vision um, that are doing so many awesome things in Cambodia. Others you may not have heard of, Daughters of Cambodia, um, Hagar International. um, And we like to give our participants sort of an overview of everything that's going down. And here's why. When you start talking about Cambodia and justice and when you see this video and you start talking about human trafficking, it can be incredibly overwhelming. And when you hear stories about people doing awesome things, like when you hear about Gary Haugen, who started International Justice Mission, you know, he's written books, he's the big name, he travels around the world, IJM is doing incredible things everywhere. But you can kind of think like, uh, well, I'm not Gary Haugen. You know, like, I'm not a lawyer. I've never petitioned anyone in Washington to change international law. But you know, justice is done by simple people like me and you, who just show up. People, Stevie Ray Vaughn loving dirt biker people like Brett, people like Kyung Oak, who three years ago came to Cambodia with us, Korean American soccer mom, two teenage boys, and she's a social worker. She wanted to, she was interested Injustice and specifically human trafficking. She found steps of justice online. We took her to Cambodia She's moving There permanently next year to work with Hagar International to use her skills as a social worker to do aftercare for um, trafficking victims Those are the kind of people that do justice people like me and you. It's not just the Gary Haugans, right? so how you learn about those opportunities is you come to Cambodia with me this summer. Stepsofjustice.org We also eat incredibly well in Cambodia, and not just the videos of the barbecued spider that you've seen me eating online. We'll take good care of you and feed you well, and you'll get to meet Brett and Satan. Um, And also, if you can't do that, um, follow along um, with our adventures. I deeply, deeply, deeply deeply appreciate all the love and support that you guys have given to us as a family. Um, So if you want the official news, if you're not already on this email list, that's how you do it. Um, uh, www.bit.ly forward slash Pallister emails for everyone who's listening on the podcast online. Once again, that was bit.ly forward slash Pallister emails. Um, So that will make sure that all our official news flies into your inbox, so you can do that. And, of course, I'll bribe you. It's called incentivization with my uh, famous crispy bacon waffle recipe. If you do that, the other thing that you can do is you can sign up to the official family blog, which I haven't posted on for months. Sorry. Sorry. But if you do subscribe when I do post, that will magically fly into uh, your email. Uh, so that was bit.ly forward slash blog. And then finally, um, I'd love it if you check out the soap store. Um, talk to me afterwards, um, justsoap.org. Um, but so the thing that I'm going to wrap up with is I'm just going to say again what I've said already. Um, this is something that I just kind of stumbled upon. I didn't, when my father passed away, I didn't have a revelation that was like, oh, God's going to speak to me and I'm going to have this new missions opportunity in Cambodia. That was the last thing on my mind. I was just seriously trying to get the mental and emotional fortitude to make it off my couch. And many days, I didn't. And in that brokenness, I had an opportunity to go to Cambodia where i saw real brokenness and so i believe that god meets us wherever we are at as long as we are willing and as long as we show up that's all you need to do so not only do i want to thank you for all your support that you've given to us as a family i want to thank you for showing up today like i think that counts You know, like weird Sunday of the year in between Christmas and New Year's. This service wasn't even supposed to happen. And you guys showed up. That's how we do justice. That's how we love each other. That's not only how we build schools in Cambodia, but that's how we build the kingdom of God in East Vancouver. Um, So thank you so much for showing up, guys, Um, and for the heart of justice that each of you carry for East Vancouver and for Canada, and for around the world. Because really, I mean, this is my story, but each one of you has your own. I mean, it's awfully simple to point at Merrick right now and say, Afghanistan, thanks, buddy. Thanks just for showing up, right? It's very easy to say, hey, chili wagon. It's just about showing up, right? Just in your brokenness, you do what you can. And you guys have always done that. What I look forward to is the next time when I'm sitting where you're at and you're showing your YouTube clips of what you're doing. Thank you.
0: Thanks, buddy. Awesome. Good job. Wonderful. Wonderful.